This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, Matt Strapp, welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 1st. Playoffs are still rolling. We're going to talk some recent storylines, some recent player trends, and what we think some of these recent numbers may or may not have done for some of the most notable players of the playoffs. I'm joined, as always, by Steve Alexander. Steve, what's going on? Uh, well, I had an interesting weekend when I was at the golf course. A guy approached me and asked me how the uh, how the greens were rolling, and I looked at him and I was like, "He looks." kind of familiar and it was uh jerome bettis oh the bus and the bus. Uh, i said actually they're not rolling well at all because they just aerated them like monday and he turns around and he goes hey marcus he says they're not rolling good and then i look over there and it's freaking marcus allen <laughs> so marcus allen and jerome bettis were hanging out with me on the putting green and played in the group in front of me it was kind of wild super Did super you- nice guys that's amazing. Did you have a sense of how they were hitting him from uh, from looking up ahead? It's funny that you should ask that question, Matt, because <laughs> I may have done something that is a little embarrassing. I'm not sure if it should be embarrassing or not, but... I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, you can tell me what you would have done. They were eating lunch in the bar, and me and my crew was hanging out nearby them, and we're friends with we play at the same place every every weekend, so we're friends with all the people that work there and everything. And when they were done with their meal, Marcus said to their server, whose name is Jordan, he's like, Jordan, do you want to have your picture taken with me and Bus? And she's like, okay. They're like, your dad will really like it, because she had no idea who they were. And uh, he's like, your dad will like it. So he took their picture, and then when I was walking out, Jordan came up to me, and she goes, hey, they left their scorecard on the table. Do you want it? And I was like, let me see it. And it says Bus and Marcus. It has all their scores in there. Dude, they tore that course up. They're all all four of those guys that played. The other one was Victor Victor Green. I think he was uh, played for the Jets. And then maybe... So they're, they're legit. They're legit. Yeah, they, they are legit golfers, no doubt. And you have the scorecard to prove no, it. I have the scorecard if you would, if you would <laughs> no, like. No, I mean, I don't think that's embarrassing. Someone asked if you wanted it, and you said, sure. You know, yeah. if you have it framed on your wall, maybe if I see it framed on your wall next time we do like a video, one of these podcasts, then I'll be like, yeah, maybe that's a little embarrassing, Steve. But otherwise, I think you're good. Okay. I didn't get a picture. I didn't get an autograph. I didn't, I didn't really bug them. I was letting other people were doing plenty of that themselves. So I just kind of let them chill. Nice. Yeah. Well done. It sounds like you handled the whole thing well. well Good job. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've come a long way. Y- yes. You didn't even ask for their shoes, which is amazing. No, I didn't. <laughs> Steve, talking a little basketball here, Game 7 of Nuggets Jazz is when? 
I'm testing you. I'm testing your uh, your calibration tonight. Cor- correct, correct. <laughs> that was the only answer we were looking for. We want to talk Jamal Murray. As you may have noticed, Steve, he's been pretty ridiculous lately in the playoffs. Overall, in the playoffs, okay. 34.0 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, 6.7 assists, 5.2 three-pointers per game. Over his last three games, heading into game seven, he would be averaging 47.3 points, 8.0 rebounds, 7.0 assists, 7.3 three-pointers, shooting 64.2 from the field, 62.9 on three-pointers. Mm. He's got 50 points, 42 points, and 50 points in his last three games. Obviously, when you look at those percentages, this is just nothing short of a crazy and unsustainable hot streak. It's been really fun to watch. And I wanted to follow up, Steve, because we recently had a conversation about whether we thought Murray's fantasy value was actually rising due to his playoff performance. And you and I were both a little skeptical about that for reasons we'll probably reiterate here. But I just want to ask if has anything changed for you over the last week or so with regards to Jamal Murray and, and how you think of him in fantasy based on this phenomenal performance? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's getting to me. Um, <laughs> getting to you in a good way. Yeah, I mean, I even, like you said, unsustainable numbers. There's no way he can keep doing anything even remotely like this, I don't think. But his confidence level and his approach to the game and and his mental mindset and his makeup are all probably going to be impacted in a good way from this. And I I don't see how he comes into next year without feeling like he can dominate every time he wants to. Where I don't yeah, think I th- he had that mindset before these playoffs. I think that's valid. I mean, the guy is 23 years old, so obviously still a lot of room for him to improve in theory. You know, we talked last time we discussed Murray about how his numbers really were almost identical from last season to this season. 18.2 points versus 18.5 points, 4.2 boards versus 4.0 boards, exact same number of assists both years, 4.8. The steals were almost the same. The threes were almost the same. So that gets into a question of how high really is his fantasy ceiling? I think the one area where he really could take a leap the main area, I think, is scoring. You know, obviously we're seeing that, but, you know, he averaged 18.5 points per game during the season. I mean, it's it's easy to see him working his way into the low 20s at least. I don't know that he's ever going to be a phenomenal assist guy or phenomenal steals guy. 4.8 assists, 1.1 steals are his career highs. So it's really going to have to come from points, I think. I don't think I'm going to overdraft him based on this. But obviously, his stock is going up somewhat. But I I kind of almost liken it a little bit to TJ Warren, who is a really good player. I think we both believe can be a 20-plus point-per-game scorer in the NBA, but just got out of his mind hot for a stretch. And I think that can be pretty blinding when it happens. Yeah, it can be. And But to me, TJ Warren's been around for a while. We we could play a game of how old is TJ Warren like that. That might be fun (laughs) because I have no idea. I'm 20... 27 i think you're that that 27 is actually my guess as well oh and that is not the answer but he's turning 27 in three days oh yeah that counts no, four days yeah he's 26 about to be 27 so yeah good call murray's younger than that we've kind of been waiting for murray to break out and it really hadn't happened until these playoffs so 
I mean, I would draft Murray before I would draft Warren every time. Where would you draft Murray? We're looking at basketballmonster.com right now, which has combined the stats from the playoffs and the regular season in its current nine category rankings. So Jamal Murray with this somewhat ridiculous hot streak, very ridiculous hot streak, is now sitting 42nd overall in nine category fantasy rankings. How high are you willing to draft this guy based on what you've seen? And it seems like you're going to have to aim for him close to the top 30, don't you think? Well, and if you look at the past month, he's number six. And TJ Warren's number five. Um, <laughs> and Donovan Mitchell's number nine. And that, like that, that Mitchell-Murray matchup has been really fun. Um, yes, I think, you know, I think when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I said, and maybe we said, he was like a, a fifth-round point guard, Murray was. I think... If you want him, you're probably going to have to take him in the third round this coming year, and I don't think I don't think I'll be doing that. Yeah, I don't think I will be that guy. I, I think it could work out for whoever does it. I don't think Murray's not someone that you draft in fantasy and you're like let down because he's he's going to be good regardless. But I think there's a chance that you know you draft him expecting absolute greatness and you just get solid. You know, as spectacular as he's been in the playoffs, there's a pretty good chance next year he's like a 20.5 assists per game guy. That's really good, but it's not going to be league-altering, league-winning numbers necessarily. Yeah, I just wish he got more steals. Yeah, and, and again, that's part of the equation too. The assists and steals are not going, likely not going to be elite as far as a point guard is concerned. You're really counting on points, and points you know, can be pretty easy to come by. So as much as I like Murray, as, as phenomenal as this has been to watch, I really like Murray. Just watching Murray play is just fun. The guy might lead the playoffs in crafty, fun layups. <laughs> Dude, that one where he you know? split the defense and did the 360 the with 360. the offhand. Like, Phenomenal. It was so cool. He's so much fun to watch. It's just, I think that can be blinding, as I said before. Steve, next up, Luka Doncic's season is over. He went out swinging 38 points, 9 boards, 9 assists, 4 of 8 from the free throw line. Steve, do you want to put a... We talked about Luca last week, but I was wondering, do you want to put a a final word on this season and looking ahead to next year from a fantasy standpoint on Luka Doncic? So to put a bow on Luka Doncic, incredible season, really. I mean, he's playing on a bad ankle. The numbers he was putting up were incredible. He had Marcus Morris messing with him. And I think if there was any doubt left about whether Morris stepped on his foot on purpose or not, that sort of got uh, – we closed the book on that on Sunday. I really? Believe. That's funny. I, I'm still not convinced about that. I don't remember whether it was Jeff Van Gundy who was saying – I can't remember who said it didn't look necessarily – that one didn't necessarily look intentional. The hits, multiple hits on the head looked like they had a purpose. The stepping on the shoe, the way he reached for it right afterwards kind of made it look like he didn't mean to do it. You know what I mean? He kind of he kind of stepped on it and then like lunged for it, kind of lunged for him like he was trying to either grab him or the shoe and stop him from falling. So I don't know. I kind of felt that way from the overhead angle. But when I looked at the side angle where you could just see him turn around and target and then at the end it just... I don't know. The angle, there's different angles, and one of them looks way different than the other. So, in any case, what a fun season for Luca. Although, it, it doesn't even seem like it was this this season, but I think I was in Orlando at Universal <laughs> Studios in March, 
and the news hit that Luca had gone down with a really bad ankle sprain that night. People were worried that he was going to be out for a month with it and things like that. So he was banged up all year. And I am a little worried about his ability to stay healthy going forward. But the fact that he's doing this this early in his career and he hasn't even really he hasn't even really gone to where he's going to go yet. I, I just think I think the world is his oyster. All right, it's time, Steve, to ask a very real question here, okay? And I know what the, I think I know what the answer is going to be for you, but I think this is a real fantasy basketball debate heading in, into next season. I've got two players for you. Number one, Luka Doncic, 29 points per game, nearly nine and a half boards, nine assists, 2.8 threes, 1.0 steals, 28th overall in nine category leagues, including his playoff numbers, okay? Okay. 28th. We're sitting number 20 right now with 29.6 points per game. 4.3 boards, 9.3 assists, 1.1 steals, 3.4 threes is one Trey Young. Mm. Who are you taking first? I think it's a valid debate now, suddenly. Luca or Trey in fantasy? I know who you're taking first, but I think that's a really interesting one, Steve. We got two guys who basically are likely going to score over 30 a game next year. The assists are really close. Luca gets more boards, shoots better from the field, Trey's better from the free throw line. They're both horrendous in turnovers. <laughs> I think it's really close. Yeah. It's just dawning on me. And Trey doesn't get hurt, and when he does, he he plays. Yeah. They were kind of load managing Luca and Porzingis this year. So I think you gotta factor that in there too. I do know that I had like the twelfth pick in a points expertly, you know, industry league with that I've been in forever, and I ended up taking like Luca at twelve and Trey at thirteen or something. I got both of them. And that league, my team had the best record in the league. We don't know who won because it kind of never finished up. But um, so having both of those guys is ideal. I'm going to take Luca first just because I sort of have to at this point. But, I mean, I love Trey, what Trey did this year. And I feel like they were step in step. Like they're both really good fantasy basketball players and real-life basketball players. Both are going to have to go easily inside the top 12 i think this coming season i think trey is making a push to go in the top 10 or you're projecting for that kind of improvement and same with luca i think so yeah i I think they're both to me they're without laying out my top 12 for next year which i haven't really sat down and done yet because this year's not even over um right i think they both are going to go in the top 10 and i think they should The all-new Roto-World Premium Subscription Package has the tools and resources to help you dominate your fantasy leagues across all sports from draft to playoffs. Plus, get free access to our brand new sports betting tools from now to September 28th. As a listener of the Roto-World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, get $10 off any annual subscription to Roto-World Premium to find your edge. Visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD10 at checkout. That's BKPOD10 at checkout. All right, Steve, I want to, on a couple other players here, I want to just review where they are and where they're headed. Yusuf Nurkic came back just looking phenomenal in the seeding games, 17.6 points, 10.3 boards, 4.0 assists, 1.4 steals, 2.0 blocks. He lost a little bit, slowed down a little bit in the playoffs, dropped to 14.2 points, 10.4 boards. That's still good. 3.6 assists, 1.4 steals, but the blocks went down to 0.2. Nurkic and the Blazers looked kind of gassed during that series, at least at times. Nurkic was also reportedly dealing with shin splints. So 
based on his averages, including the playoffs, Nurkic was a top 20 player after he returned. How high are we willing to draft Nurkic heading into next season, given everything we know, assuming he's healthy, obviously? Yeah, what happened to the blocks? That was weird. That was weird. Yeah. 0.2, as I said, in the playoffs. Yeah. He looked tired when I saw him. And I feel like that whole team was pretty run down because they were fighting harder than really probably any other team in the bubble to make sure they got into the playoffs. Like they were, it was all hands on deck. Everybody was going as many minutes as they possibly could. Nurkic didn't even play this year until the bubble started. So. I think he gassed himself. I think Dame ran out of gas and obviously hurt his knee. I think C.J. McCollum was gassed, and he struggled at times. Uh, but as far as Nurk, you know, we love him here at Roto World. The whole Nurk alert thing has is, is always been a good time. Hassan Whiteside, we really don't know what his future is. I mean, I, to me, Nurkic is going to be one of the one of the best fantasy centers out there next year i mean i think he's a solid like fourth round pick yeah i I think third or fourth 30 to 40 range it feels like maybe as of now you're gonna have to try to get nurkic and maybe in some leagues he's even gonna go before that it's quite possible steve there's one more name i want to talk about before we get out of here we've been talking about mostly star players so far i want to go a little further down the ranks here and i want to talk about one markel fultz because i don't know if you noticed this but in five playoff games He put up some interesting numbers, 12.0 points, 5.2 assists, 1.0 steals, 0.6 blocks, 1.23 pointers, shot just 40% from the field, but 37.5 on his threes and 85.7 from the line. For everything Fultz has been through, he's still just 22 years old. So I'm wondering, Steve, to me, he feels like a potential low-end breakout guy next year and a guy I sense that I will be targeting toward the latter part of a lot of my drafts. Are you feeling the same way about Fultz? I liked him this year. I was kind of thinking he was going to break out this year. And now that this year is under his belt and he's gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience and hopefully some confidence. And I mean, he's come a long, he's come a long way, clearly, from where, where we were two years ago. So I kind of think, I don't want to reach for Fultz, but if I'm at the end of my draft, and he's sitting there, and I've got a a point guard spot open, I'm going to use it on him. If you just look at his last 12 games before the playoffs, and that's that spans some of March, like four games from March before the season shut down, and then eight games during the seeding action. He averaged 14 points, 4.8 assists, 0.9 steals, 0.8 threes. I don't want to hammer the point too much. I just think the worst case scenario isn't that bad, and there's a chance that he really takes off. So I really like Fultz as kind of a a low-risk guy to add. There's a chance that he's not that exciting, but there's also a chance that he kind of explodes next season as he's one year further removed from his just insane shooting woes and shoulder issues. Former number one overall pick. Former number one overall pick, as I said, still just 22 years old. So a lot of excitement there for Fultz. Steve, anything you want to hit before we get out of here? I'm ready for football. I've got a bunch of fantasy football drafts coming up. I'm kind of excited about that. Okay. Uh, I'm really enjoying the NBA playoffs, even though they're happening in a month where we're usually, you know, we've already written the draft guide for the upcoming season by now. So this <laughs> this feels really weird. And I don't even, you know, I struggle with knowing what day it is anyway. And now oh yeah, I don't even really know what time of the year it is most of the time because the whole basketball playoffs in september is very very odd but other than that i'm just enjoying having sports back absolutely well we will be back on friday to talk more 
playoffs, more... Will we have more golf stories? I don't know. Steve, you playing golf between now and Friday? Nope. There okay, will be no, no more golf stories. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, thank you for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.